0: Pretty scary with your hosts, Caitlin Cutter, Gary Mark, and Adam Todd Mark. Hey, everybody, welcome. To a rip roaring, fun loving, good time and episode of pretty scary.
1: Oh, pretty scary! Boo, I am guys. Adam,
0: Todd, Brown, <laughs> I, Caitlin, I'm, who are you?
1: I'm Caitlin. I'm so sorry, everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: is, Adam. This is one of those things where Adam and I watch something. I don't want to say so you don't have to, but I can't say that this is an enjoyable thing to watch at all.
0: No. No, it's, I, good. I don't, it's, it's It's nominated for an Oscar, I do believe.
1: It's, it's amazing. The story, the bones of the story are amazing. But Oof. sitting through the execution of what the documentary itself is about is a lot.
0: Yes, we are talking about a documentary called Collective, which came out in 2019, but is nominated for an Oscar this year. I believe. Yeah. And it's about a whole other kind of scary that we don't usually cover on this podcast. Oh. And that that particular brand of scary is the Romanian healthcare system, which, which? <laughs> here's the thing. We we almost did an episode about that explosion in Lebanon, right? Yeah. And the only reason we haven't covered that yet is I think there's still details of it coming out that we'll want to include when we do cover it. But the the angle, because someone reached out to us about it and they were like, well, I can tell you what it's like. This is a good story about what it's like living under a really incompetent government. Yeah. And people, I think, hear that and they're like, oh, so what? You're like not proud of your elected officials? Like, what's it mean? You're, so what? You have an incompetent government. This is another good example of what it's like living under an incompetent government it literally kills people
1: and when you start talking about socialized medicine this is it's this is the kind of thing people are genuinely afraid of which this documentary validates those fears pretty validates
0: those fears in romania like i i wouldn't exactly i would never hold this up as an argument a Against socialized Buddy, medicine. Buddy, you and
1: I are on the same page. I just think it's important to bring up because I don't want to get a tweet that's like, see, this is why socialized medicine sucks. It's like, right, in Romania, where they spent 20 years leaving orphan babies alone in rooms yeah, for days on end and created a bunch of sociopaths. Yeah, like, you're right. In that circumstance, in those hands, it's bad. And guess what? Can I add uh, one
0: thing to what you just please. said? Yes, of I course. I think this documentary also proves that healthcare should not be a for-profit endeavor. I was because, just
1: about to say that. Because <laughs> exactly. Because
0: that's, that's what a lot of this actually comes down to, is people making money off of healthcare.
1: There's a line in this that blew me away. I'm not going to spoil it right now. I texted it to Adam because it was so like, <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. God.
1: Uh, I don't know why I'm saying that right now, because it's not the best kind of pod material. But I guess I guess it's like we're going to cover some really depressing stuff. But hang in there because this one lady really lands the point of the documentary at some point.
0: She sure does. So this documentary covers one. It covers a fire that happened October 30th, 2015 at a nightclub in Bucharest, Romania. The nightclub was called Collective That's why the documentary is called Collective. And if you recall the great white club fire that happened in the United States that killed, Mm. I think, 200 some people, that would be an interesting episode, too. This fire starts pretty much the same way, using pyrotechnics in a club that's not big enough for pyrotechnics. Right. And it's set all this acoustic foam on fire and that shit goes up quick. And there's actually video from inside the club and that fire engulfs that place in like 15 seconds.
1: It is the scariest thing I've ever seen. I think on film, I, it, and I, I know what a big statement that is, especially from somebody who hosts a podcast called pretty scary, but I've never seen anything like that. And I thought to myself, whoo, this is the, I mean, this will be, I mean, the, I don't know how they're going to, how, where's this going? When I saw when I saw this, yeah. because I was like, already you, the whole documentary is just kicked off. It's a cold open too. Like, it's just, you just start with the footage of the documentary. I mean, of the, of the concert. And I also found it so fascinating because we're living in a time. I mean, even in before COVID times, anytime you're seeing like, uh, amateur footage of a gathering, there is just this immediate thing where we're all put on guard because we think, what horrible thing are we about to see? Yes. And I was thinking of the, you know, the Paris shooting. I was thinking of the, 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 uh, the nightclub, the, why can't I think of the pulse. the gay club that pulse? I was thinking of yeah. pulse. I was, you know, I mean, it's so strange to have all of these things already living in my head. And then going into this and then watching what goes down is horrifying. And it just gets worse. <laughs> it,
0: just- it does. One of the most interesting details that they share right away, and this is actually the crux of the documentary, that fire killed 64 people. But of those 64, 26 died in the fire. Thirty eight died in the hospital later. And that is almost never how that works. Usually you have a big cluster of deaths in the event and then a few more trickle in after people go to the hospital. And this was the exact opposite, which what's going on there?
1: uh, (sighs) (laughs) Well, the other thing is right after we get this, like, you know, the screen screen, uh, the title card that said that explains like, and then 38 people died and your stomach drops were immediately thrown into a press conference. And The look on the people's faces in this press conference alone, you realize exactly where you are. You are in the room of the families of these victims. It's just you, you can see it right away. It's just, it's, it's, it is such a heavy, it's, and this is, what are we talking about? The first three minutes? I'm not even exaggerating. This is not the first three to five minutes. We're already living in this. It's brilliant. You were taken to hell with these people. I, it, it, for sure.
0: It plays like a movie. What You know what it reminded me of was Spotlight.
1: Spotlight. Yeah.
0: yeah it, I thought about that too. It's a lot like Spotlight, except it's a documentary, but you see the same stuff. You see people in these newsrooms talking about how to cover this story. And it's, it's very interesting and very heartbreaking. It
1: reminds me of the staircase in the sense that somebody had the inclination to start filming and documenting this process. And it's even more interesting because, of the nature of the outlet that actually breaks this story. Like what kind of publication it is.
0: Yeah. It's a sports publication called uh, the Gazette and <laughs> a reporter there named Catalan Tolentan, who is great. That guy's oh fucking awesome. He's so cool. And the we find out pretty early on what killed this additional 38 people. Because in that interview that you were just discussing, a guy goes, what can I tell you? They were all killed by bacterial infections. And it's like, what in a hospital? Like I get that hospitals are f- flush with bacteria and infections, but that's why they take steps to clean them and keep that from happening. So very weird.
1: It's so depressing immediately. And then you start to wonder how they're going to prove this. And that's what's really remarkable about the documentary, in my opinion, is the way they back up the claims that are given to them by personnel from the hospital.
0: Yeah. And the extent the hospital goes to to make it seem like this isn't actually a problem. It's like 38 people died of infections In your hospital, of course, it's an issue. And in this press conference, this reporter asks an obvious, but apparently it wasn't that obvious of a question at the time. uh, Have you looked into the cleaning products at all? (laughs) You know, because that's how infections spread.
1: Well, there's also a really great question from because so the represent the health minister. Right. That's 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 the kind of talking head gets up and he tries to start to explain this thing away as much as possible. And there's a female reporter who I love, um, you know, and he just says, you know, we weren't prepared to treat burn victims, which sort of seems like an out, right? It's like burn victims have a higher infection rate. That's, you know, how they can die. You know, that's how burn victims die. They die of infection. And that's actually that's true even here. That's right. that's a true thing. <laughs> and then the woman fires back. So what if we have another fire like this? Are you saying that there isn't a single hospital? In our country, equipped to take care of these people, and he said, "No, we would send them abroad."
0: Yep. Which, yeah, we eventually uh, find out this burn ward wasn't even operational at the time.
1: No, it's the like the the fire fest of burn wards. <laughs>
0: it really is. It, oh, sorry. And, <laughs> so after that comes up, the cleaning products back at the the sports rag, they start looking into this company called Hexy. Pharma, which they find out is the company that provides all of the disinfectants <laughs> and sounds, cleaning products.
1: It sounds like a made up bad guy. It company. sure does.
0: <laughs> it sure does sound like a villainous movie company.
1: It sounds, it sounds it, like something you would just like rattle off in a pitch meeting. Like, I yeah. don't know what we're going to call it for now. Let's just call it hexipharma Pharma. Like, yeah,
0: it sounds what? like they make cancer drugs and ethnic weapons like <laughs> Just vaccines that only kill black people. That's where hexapharmacy really That's makes it. their money.
1: I think it's the hex part too. Like it just sounds Kinda, evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
0: yeah. ugh. that is So
1: hexapharma a- is <laughs> is on is 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 up to talk and they don't do a good
0: job they of defending really themselves. Don't. The Dan is the name of the guy they eventually land on as being the link between Pharma and these hospitals. And they find out almost immediately that the disinfectants that are being provided to Romanian hospitals by Pharma are massively diluted. Like they say at first, sometimes to as little as 15 percent. But then it's we just, find out it's way worse than that.
1: It's just like that cancer guy, the the pharmacist that we talked about in yeah. another episode. Except that was one guy, and this is a whole evil organization that is It, it scamming. is scamming
0: a very scamming. similar scam. Yeah, and it
1: it's crazy.
0: And they find out that Hexi Pharma at this point was serving two. Thousand operating rooms where a hundred and forty thousand hands use their products all across Romania. Which, uh oh, that could be a problem.
1: Well, and you've got to you've got to wonder how bad are things in Romania anyway. Which we could guess that sure. you just that nobody noticed until now. That, yeah, that was kind of the that, that question blossomed in my mind as this thing goes forward. It's like so it took a mass die off after a horrific, bur- you know, fire accident at a concert for everybody to kind of notice like, Ooh, the numbers here are the sample size is not great,
0: Bob. Weird, weird. So the newspaper, the Gazette decides to run some of some tests of their own on these disinfectants. And again, reminder sports newspaper. Love it. The only paper in this country, apparently that gave a damn about this story. So now this sports newspaper is doing their own tests on these distant disinfectants.
1: Well, a sports mag is very data driven. You know, they run on percents. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, statistics. they saw that. Ooh. And so their tests confirm that not only are the disinfectants being diluted at the factory, they're being diluted again when they get to the hospital so by people
1: they're like being sprayed with squirt guns yeah that's what what this is
0: one of the the quotes is it's not killing bacteria it's killing people (laughs) which yep pretty much and so they they start working on this article about this they reach out to the health minister of romania and Tolentan. The, the reporter, Katalin Tolentan, goes on national television and shows the public proof that these disinfectants were diluted and that the press and government both have lied to them. And... Oh,
1: yeah. That, and let me tell you, the Gazette gets
0: receipts. They sure do. And people respond like... Yeah people really respond so then the government goes on tv and they're like nuh-uh but then they're using words like effective 95 percent of the time or proved effective at killing microorganisms but never once do they go no they're not diluted we tested them they're not they're not diluted they're just saying yeah they still work sometimes and uh so Tolentan fucking lays into him in this I know, it's so press good. conference. And another reporter points out that these tests were conducted by the same people who were accused of the misconduct. And Caitlin, the health minister has no cause to get snippy with him. None. That guy's just doing his job. It's a Fargo mm. reference, everybody. Yep. But man, the health minister did not like that question whatsoever. Well, he, he was like, they're the only ones accredited to do it. It's like, yeah, fuck face. That's the problem.
1: That's the whole point of the article we're writing. It's kind of like I got into this back and forth with somebody about vaccines this week, which, Adam, should I have done that?
0: Probably not. No.
1: Yeah. No. But Mm -mm. because I was under the influence of my second dose of Moderna, I decided to talk about it with this person. And we're going around and around about how, well, the vaccines now are going to accelerate mutations. And it's like, well, there was going to be mutations no matter what. That's how we got here in the first place. Yeah. And then they respond with, yeah, but the vaccines were going to accelerate mutations, okay. which then le- leaves me sitting here looking at my computer thinking, but they were going to happen anyway.
0: <laughs> they happened before we had vaccines.
1: I... No. Well, now the current conspiracy theory st- stuff is that because the, 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 the most recent deadly variants of COVID are springing up where the vaccine trials were, which were in the UK, which is in the nutsack of Europe and in Brazil, which has had no regulation with COVID. And uh, they're like, well, see, because they started testing the vaccines there. Now there's a new variant. It's like,
0: did they really start testing the vaccine in Brazil? Apparently I've never heard that Brazil doesn't give a flying fuck about COVID. It didn't test vaccine any goddamn trials. Back. And, no, they, and it, if that's the case, which of these vaccines, because I know Moderna and Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson, the three we're all taking are all made in the United States. Correct. So what is this Brazil vaccine that we're all taking? Get this person on the phone right now.
1: <sighs> anyway, uh, it, it's just frustrating because it's like, if my point is, is that if you, if you're going into a situation that involves medical care with a decision about the reality of the situation, you're going to kill people. Yeah. And they like, you're going to kill people. And I don't care if your esthetician is sending you medical quote unquote papers, you're not a doctor. And this minister of health is also not a doctor. He's a corporate douchebag. It's, it's so maddening.
0: He's a, he's a real piece of shit.
1: He is. So frustrating to watch because I, and I don't know if it's because we're in this right now that this documentary upset me so much. Uh, I mean, it's upsetting on its own, but it's just like, if we do continue to let money make health decisions, we're going to die all like we're, we're screwed. We're screwed.
0: Very much. So
1: we're in big trouble.
0: And we've reached one of those points in this documentary where you're like, all right, This is all pretty crazy. I'm assuming this is as crazy it's going to get. And we're just going to coast from here. I don't want to talk about it. And then Tolentan uh, finds out that not only has this problem with diluted uh, disinfectants been happening, but that 10 years ago, intelligence service agents in Romania were told about this. They were given dozens of briefings. And thousands of pages of documents and his partner, a woman named Morella, who's also great. Oh, she's like, I'm worried people are going to call us crazy when we publish this story. (laughs) Because we know that happens here. If you're like, man, the government has been diluting fucking chemicals in hospitals. Half the population here is going to be like, shut up. That's a conspiracy theory.
1: Flint still doesn't have water. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's sometimes
1: still doesn't have clean water.
0: I mean, sit, Still. sit down for this, America, but sometimes governments do bad. And, sometimes,
1: yeah. Yeah, they totally do.
0: But fortunately, her concerns go the exact opposite way. Not yes. only do people not think they're crazy, they take to the fucking streets and start protesting over this. Well, at at know, one I point, think... they're chanting Tolentan's name in the streets. It's like Ava Perone. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs>
1: Uh, I think in situations like that, people are so downtrodden and so used to the corruption that they take it as just a foregone conclusion that this has to be parts of their part of their existence. Yeah. But when somebody comes forward and offers hard proof that this is something that the government absolutely knows about, it's just, that's a, that's the match that hits the powder cake. Like that's That's what this is. And it's amazing that they capture this. The whole, it's like a whole fuse that you're just watching. It's like the beginning of Mission Impossible. You you think you're at the end of it and then you're not. You're not.
0: Because right away, there's another thing that they uncover that makes the story even crazier. That Dan Condria guy, they find out that he has this offshore company called Hatham Limited.
1: Another completely unbelievable company name. (laughs)
0: Yeah. What does it even mean? Where did he even get that? And they find out that what he's doing is he's also the head of Hexy Pharma, and he owns this Hadam Limited company. And his eyes bleed blood. And what he does is through Hadam Limited, he buys these uh, disinfectants from Hexy Pharma, which is his own company, and then he dilutes them and then jacks the price way up. And resells them to hospitals in Romania, which that is one of the most dastardly crimes I've ever fucking heard of in my life.
1: This guy needs like a wispy mustache and a a top hat, you know, and a cape. It's so evil. He needs a
0: public stoning.
1: It's so gross. And then we see gross things.
0: Ugh, we're getting there. I know. I want to save it for people. Okay. Ugh. Uh and just reminder, sports newspaper uncovering sports all this.
1: Newspaper.
0: So then the government changes course and they're like, uh, oh yeah, not only are the products diluted, but even more than we previously stated and also all like all Hexy pharma products are diluted.
1: Yeah. And- it's like, they take this position of like, you know what? We took what you said to heart, went back to the drawing table and, uh, you were right. Sorry about that. It's like,
0: what? And two things happen next. Uh, Dan Condria dies in a car crash. I put that in big air quotes because when you
1: documentary, it's insane.
0: When you have Dan Condria money, you can arrange to swap teeth with a homeless person and throw them in your car and let them burn. So
1: do you, do you think it was that or do you think somebody actually killed him?
0: He might have been murdered, too. Yeah.
1: I think he was murdered because <laughs> at
0: one point these reporters get threatened. They're told that they have uh, kicked a nest of unscrupulous mobsters,
1: which is a strange
0: metaphor. It's a weird way to put it. But if you told me that, I'd be like, got it. I know exactly I, what you mean. Did, and maybe they uh, ran
1: that through Google Translate.
0: And I'll just be here in the corner recapping ghost adventures episodes for the We're rest of my life. We're going to
1: just go back to the old <laughs> GA.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Dan Condria dies in a car crash. That's weird. Bye. And bye it's bye. A, it's at this point in the documentary where I was like, you know what I haven't heard yet? Hmm. We've stopped using these chemicals in nope. the hospitals.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, <laughs> things are still bad.
0: And uh, we find out that there are 300 hospitals across Romania where these things are being used. Oh, Tolenton goes on a talk show to argue with some piece of shit about this. And it's one of the what? most infuriating parts of the documentary. Oh, but it's
1: also like so good because he's
0: great. The part that makes me the most angry is the host and the other guest both tell this guy that his investigation killed a man because Dan Condria died. <laughs> and it's like Dan Condria killed probably hundreds of people. And you want Romania's hearts to bleed for the guy who did it?
1: No, nobody, they mess up so badly. You know, it's like these smaller countries don't get dragged as often as places in the U S do does. You know what I mean? So it's like, they're not used to doing this kind of fire drill. And it's so obvious because there's nothing polished about their response at all in it. Like they fumble across the board and that talk show appearance is so embarrassing it's infuriating but it's also very very i mean i'm watching these people i don't even speak their language and i can tell that they're full of shit and lying and and not doing they're not even like like you know i like with if i'm gonna be lied to at least buy me flowers at least put some effort into it you know what i'm saying like they're not even doing that
0: yeah and it's Fascinating to me. I have this somewhere else in the notes, but I could kind of sense it in this scene. And then you find out later that it's very much accurate. But this somehow becomes an issue that I'm sure, just like it would in the United States, ends up being a political thing where one side is like, yep, this hospital's killing people. We should shut it down. And the other side, I'm not joking, America. Is like, no, we should start doing lung transplants there. And it's yep. like, fucking what? How did I, we ta- get here?
1: Can we just do like, what if, what if we just do like a global personality test? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like, let's just do a global personality test and then have like a year long period where people are welcome to relocate, scramble around, figure out where everybody's comfortable, and then chill and then because I, I i feel like if it was if romania was filled with us i'd be, <laughs> I'd be okay. yeah do you know what i'm saying it's like it, it feels like there is such a seismic shift in 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 basic comprehension of human worth right now
0: yeah that
1: this documentary nails in this one line that's coming up and i'll shut up now uh
0: well we do first find yes. out sorry we find out that these there's a new health minister who my god he tries his best and that we don't have most of his part of the documentary in the notes and i encourage you to watch it because it might be the most frustrating which is the part where he's trying to get this place shut down yep. and just trying to get these products withdrawn and yeah. i i think this might be the line you're thinking of Yes. But he says in any sane society, a harmful product gets withdrawn immediately, and not in Romania, because the problem in Romania, especially with this product, is the hospital signed a contract with Hexipharma. And in order to withdraw the products, Hexipharma has to issue a statement saying the products might not be safe. But Hexipharma can't issue that statement. Because the government froze all their bank accounts and they can't do any work. So now you just got to keep using those chemicals in the hospital. What the fuck?
1: The line that blew my mind is he's talking to, I want to say his like, I don't know, office part. I can't remember what this woman does. She has like the short gray hair. And he says, you know, at a certain point, I I just don't understand how this was going on. Like, where is everybody's humanity? And then she fires off. Well, like my mother says, we're no longer human. And I, uh, I guess so. I don't
0: know. Yeah. What if her mom just meant that like a lizard theory, lizard person, conspiracy theory or something? And her kid I mean,
1: you're right. I took she, it to be way more to,
0: profound than it was.
1: I do need to see a picture of this woman.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just
1: to kind of get, you know, it, maybe she's like the one Trump fan out there. I'm not really sure. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it just that that line was a punch in the gut.
0: Caitlin, I don't know how, sure. but I watched this documentary once back when it came out and then re rewatched it for this episode very recently. And somehow between watching it the first time <laughs> and watching it the second time, I forgot about the maggot video.
1: No, you didn't forget about it. See, there's this thing that your brain does when you're traumatized sometimes where <sighs> it will just it blo- it'll it can block portions of your life out. And and I don't know why my brain is so trauma resistant because I can't block shit out. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a shot in this documentary that is so disturbing and so sad. It's very sad there. There's a nurse or a doctor or somebody in the hospital has taken footage on their phone of one of these burn victims that's slowly dying in the hospital. And as they approach the victim, you begin to realize that there are maggots crawling out of this person's face.
0: Yes. Out of their wounds, basically.
1: Which takes you through multiple layers of despair as you're looking at it. Because one, face value, maggots, gross. Two, then it registers that it's somebody's face. Three, it registers that that means there are flies in the hospital. Four, it takes a while for maggots to grow, Five, how come nobody's done anything about these maggots?
0: Also, we find out that the guy who had the maggots in his wounds, one, wasn't even s- that severely burned. He had burns oh, yeah. like, uh, like on 15%, 15% of his, percent body. Of his body, so he should have survived, and uh, he died. They, they find that out, too.
1: Yeah, when you get to the phase where you are growing maggots in your face. yeah. I don't know if you make it out of that.
0: So then there's another great scene where the health minister meets with the woman who leaked that video and he tries to lecture her. He's like, well, it wasn't the normal thing to do. And she was like, listen, the last person to die from this fire had burns on 10 percent of their body. And they died like three months later from an infection. And at that point they had that infection in their ears in their nose and by the end of the talk he goes from lecturing her to being legitimately horrified yeah which i appreciated
1: it was an interesting arc to watch because you do see like the optimism of this man just slowly be exsanguinated yeah (laughs) you know you could tell he believes in what he's doing you can tell that he believes that the people he's working under are, you know, above board and doing the right thing. And then it's just one day after another where the reality gets peeled back in front of this man's face. And this woman, she's the one that says, we're no longer human. Yeah. Uh She just lays it out in such a dry, normal way. And I have to say, I was heartened by his, his turn in this yeah. scene. You know, it's like, okay, at least he got it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen now, but.
0: He's definitely one of, not really the heroes, but he tries. That's that's what the second half of the documentary is mostly about. That we won't yeah. talk about as much is all of his attempts to fix this yeah. and how he just gets blocked in one way or another every step of the way, and it's so frustrating. It's, it's so it, frustrating how politicized this issue gets.
1: Did you watch Chernobyl? Because yeah. that's what this that's what this felt like. Yeah, to a me. little bit. You know, just there's a heaviness to this that everyone is carrying with them you know and you got to wonder what it is that these people have lived through to get to a place where the sports gazette is the place that's going to break these stories these are the most engaged actual journalists in the country i find that really 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 interesting
0: well it probably like romania has an intelligence service like any other country we have sure. the cia here yeah and one of the things we know happens here with the cia and has happened a lot in the past is there's going to be certain stories that will reach a certain point and then someone will step in and be like no you can't publish that story we hear about that all the time and i wouldn't doubt If that happened in Romania with this story, too. But if you're those intelligence services, you're not going to try to infiltrate the sports newspaper. No, because you're not thinking that this story is going to come from them. And I think that's why this story got out, because I guarantee if any other paper tried to cover it, someone would have stepped in and been like, no, you can't. we will literally murder you if you do that. But You don't see it coming from a sports newspaper.
1: That's a great point. I mean, there are so many things about this that remind me of Spotlight. Yeah, it's it's just as depressing. (laughs) It is. It it feels just as endless. And you're left with the same question, which is like, isn't it just easier to do the right thing? I mean, just from a just from an administrative standpoint at at a certain crossroads, don't you just look at this and think, you know, it would be easier than than. Shipping these priests everywhere, uh, just getting rid of them, prosecuting them. We have the means to make that happen. No, you know, and wouldn't it be just easier to stop using these products and, you know, save lives, save kids, save, save these people. Mm, No, there's some paper. it's, It's just... I think we underestimate
0: how many sociopaths there are in the world because there really are some, a lot of people who are like, well, it's not hurting me or it's helping me. So what do I care if it's hurting someone else? And I mean, that's sociopath shit. Like,
1: well, that's corporations. I mean, that's you. That's why they're so big because you're separated from it's always really weird. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever worked in like a family business or a small business as it's trying to become a big business.
0: I'm running one.
1: Well, that's true. You're right. <laughs> there, there is this point though, when you're growing a business. Well, I should say there is this point when you're working for a business that is growing, where you see the sociopathic strains start to manifest themselves, and it's very weird because one day they're not there, and then the next day suddenly there's this weird handbook and you know, there's these corporate policies and you're under someone that you didn't used to be under. And it's, you know, you get further and further away from the leadership and it's intentional. It's because they want you to be out of their hair so they can make quote unquote, the bigger decisions. It's just, it's sad to think that in healthcare, this is something that we have to face. And the the maggots, (laughs) I'm going to think about that for the rest of my life.
0: The maggots thing is horrifying. We it's have, like
1: that sweatsuit scene in one of the jackass movies. I think about that and it grosses me out to this oh, day. Yeah. I saw it's just certain things that I've seen in film where I'm like, well, that's sticking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we, we also haven't talked and we won't we, cause I do want to save yeah. stuff for people to still Good. watch the documentary, which is on Hulu, by the way, you don't, if you're paying for Hulu, you don't have to pay to rent this. Um, we haven't talked about the manager's, There's a whole thing about these hospital managers who are basically mob guys in track suits who use these hospitals to make themselves rich. And there's audio of them talking to one of their employees. And it's one of the craziest fucking things I've ever heard.
1: I don't want to tell anyone much more about this because I know it sounds like we have shared all the good stuff we haven't. Um, mostly because the power of this is the way it plays out. Um, and nothing will be able to overstate how troubling the beginning of this documentary is like, I, I, I I even hesitate to, I don't know how to recommend a documentary like this because it's so troubling. And it's so sad that it's like, it's, it's, it's a tough watch, Adam, this was hard to watch. This was one of the few, this and that cancer story we did a couple months ago it's yeah. like the I these are the first two things that we've come up against that I'm like this is I don't even want to think about this but I will because I want people to think about it for a little bit too and then not think about it
0: yeah then stop thinking about it
1: then go watch Ghost Adventures
0: but I I will assure everyone that uh this documentary it covers I think it takes place in 2015 mm-hmm. and I I just want to assure everyone that since then, for the most part, things have not changed in Romania. Nope. Coincidentally, like I, I, one, didn't realize this was nominated for an Oscar and wasn't thinking about the Oscars when I picked this. Hey, I,
1: nobody thought about the Oscars even last night while the Oscars were on.
0: Yeah. If I don't, I don't know what one Best Picture. Was it? If I it, think it
1: was Nomadland.
0: Oh, fuck. Right off. Anyway.
1: There was no winner this year. Actually, I liked Mank.
0: Uh, but I don't
1: even think it was nominated. I don't even know who was nominated this year. I've never been this detached.
0: Judas and the black Messiah was oh, nominated. Yeah. That should have won. If the trial of the Chicago seven was nominated, promising young woman, which oh, I didn't,
1: I didn't like that.
0: It's Batman. She's Batman.
1: Yeah. A really poorly blocked, badly lit Batman that oh, should never have okay. been nominated for
0: an Oscar. What what film school did you go to? My own. Thank you very much. Anyway. A so the, uh, oh, not a lot has changed. Now there, there has uh, the New York Times just wrote an article about that very thing. For one thing, the health minister you see in this documentary who is trying his best oh. to get things fixed. He at one point does start kind of turning things around. Bless him. But they also go into some detail about the election that's happening at the time. And. <laughs> As we mentioned, one side, uh, let's shut these hospitals down so they're not killing people anymore. Uh, the other side, let's start doing even riskier procedures there, uh, because jobs. the the lung transplant side wins the election. The Social Democrats win the election, and they oust this health minister almost immediately. <sighs> and he does eventually his name was Vlad Volchulescu. Good job. Thank you. Uh, he was removed from the job, but then he was later reappointed. And when he came back, he said he returned to a system that was quote even more collapsed than before. Yeesh. So that's nice.
1: It's so sad.
0: But hey, it's nominated for an Oscar. That's cool. That's a big plus.
1: Honestly, it should be. Or I mean, I it's it's, it's one of the- probably
0: lost an Oscar by now. I don't know.
1: I don't know what one. (laughs) It would be really funny if it was this one, wouldn't it? Um,
0: (laughs) Oh, please. Yeah, this will be like a 500,000 view episode. Please, 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 please. Colette? The fuck is Colette? I don't know. Oh, wait. No. Oh, no. That was the show. My Octopus Teacher.
1: Oh, right.
0: Fuck the ocean and that documentary both.
1: Well, the ocean's filled with ghosts. Yeah. Which is what we talk about a lot here. Um, yeah, I, I recommend it because it's, it's one of those things that is really special in documentary films. It's a lightning in the bottle kind of thing. Like somebody thought to document all of this and film it on what seems like basically a regular digital camera. It's not like a high quality camera. Also, the other thing that's really cool is the sources that came in to report on this are filmed. And that's yeah. really fascinating to watch. I mean, you are watching a source dish yeah which i can't really think of another documentary off the top of my head other than watching interrogation footage or something like that
0: yeah it it really is like watching spotlight but for real like you see all the same things that happen in spotlight and if you've never seen spotlight fuck you
1: yeah that's so good that's a Perfect movie. Yeah, it really.
0: It's oh really god, great.
1: I love newspaper movies.
0: Yeah, they're always good. They're, they're almost always, always fun good. to watch. And uh this one is too. It's not fun, but it plays like a movie. <laughs> you, it really does unfold the same way any of those newsroom type of movies you've ever seen unfold. It's yeah. just that it's all real. Really and it's good about that, like editing. it's about the kind of scandal that I don't think a, a fiction movie would have ever happened about. Like, you can't make something like that up. Well, that's such
1: an interesting point. Who could make this movie? Steven Soderbergh.
0: Yeah, I mean, who made Spotlight? They could make this movie. Yeah, seriously, for sure. And it
1: also do a good job. I think as a director, is Ben Affleck. I like a good Ben Affleck director movie. It doesn't have to be in it.
0: I'm going to go different direction. Rob hmm. Zombie.
1: Hey, the maggot scene would be on point. On.
0: <laughs> <Fucking laughs> Dracula playing over the maggot scene. Uh, God, I mean, was a very good song.
1: I will say this as a nod to our next bonus episode. Uh, you know, it's so funny to hear about haunted, abandoned hospitals in the United States because it's always something specific. Like it was a TB clinic in the 1800s, or it was an insane asylum in the 1950s, like the way, you know, these, these poorly run draconian institutions are a thing of the past. And I think that's the other thing that's so shocking about this is that the aesthetics of the hospital look current. They look like a real hospital. They don't, there's no like chicken running through it. There's no third world looking element to the way these hospitals look. And it highlights the invisible protections that we have in places like hospitals that we don't even think about anymore that we take for granted now, you know?
0: Um, Yeah. And it really is kind of fitting that it came out during COVID because it's the same thing where aside from the obviously corrupt politicians and healthcare people, the enemy in this is invisible. It's fucking bacteria and staph infections and you don't ever see it. And when you look at the hospital, you don't really see why it's happening. But no,
1: because you don't you can't watch it spread. It's you know, which is I keep coming back to it. I wish they had done like dare style videos of COVID. So people just saw, hey, this is what it is. Yeah. You know, maybe that would have helped. It could still help.
0: I I don't think it will help. I
1: think it'll help. Would scare me, but I'm already scared.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh so speaking of being scared, next week. We're doing we're doing some bone con. I'm Dude. I'm really having fun pairing Ghost Adventures episodes yeah. with very serious dark I episodes. I feel
1: like this is our lane. I feel like pairing the paranormal reviews with a real life story is a solid combo, man.
0: And next week, we're talking about a doozy. We're talking about a Ghost Adventures episode about a place called to Alumni Hospital in Did some, not make
1: that up. In That some, also sounds like a made up place, but it's
0: a real place. Real place. If you type it wrong, your spell check will correct you. Uh, it's in Sonora, California, and sure is. it is quite an episode. A whole lot happens, and uh, I think it'll be a little less dark than this episode was. S-
1: somehow a A haunted hospital is less dark than this active hospital story that we covered. Yes.
0: I would go so Uh, far as to suggest that after you watch Collective, go watch that Ghost Adventures episode immediately.
1: I do think, though, that there is one strange nod to bureaucratic life in this one episode that's coming up.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does happen at a hospital, so.
1: Yeah, and there's also somebody that has a very specific job in this hospital.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) I forgot. Yeah. That's
1: all I'm going to say.
0: So until then, do we have anything to plug? Patreon.com slash Unpops. Unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. Go subscribe for bonus episodes. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at PrettyScaryBoo. We're going to start using that Instagram someday. Eventually. Caitlin, what do you have to plug?
1: Uh... <laughs> that was good. Oh
0: what? what do you oh, mean? What?
1: this show. Please just listen to this show still. Cause we really love doing it. And yeah, I mean, like, I don't like, stop, please. Yeah, you don't stop. Uh and if this is your first time listening to the show, here's the show. This is it. This is hope the show. you like it. Hope you like it.
0: Well, also what we're doing next week is the show also. Uh
1: yeah, that's true.
0: That's also about half of what we do. So <laughs> <It's> uh <half. laughs> until then. Let's get out of here. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.